Well, hey there, my name's Luke, and you're listening to the Good Folks Doing Good Work podcast, a podcast where we get to chat with folks inside and out of the coffee industry about the good they're trying to bring into the world. But really, this podcast is about you, and we hope it leaves you with a sense of resonance, a sense of knowing, a sense of center, and a sense of reminding. Here's to the becoming along the way and the moments in between. Let's get into this week's podcast. join us today. Um, she is both a friend and one of our first uh, contractors that we ever worked with um, and has a really uh, a very important part in shaping who the Levco is um, and has been from day one. And, um, you know, we used to be neighbors and she has sort of been along the journey even before the Levco existed um, and was part of, um, you know, uh, conversations as things were starting to form. So um, I'm very excited to have Amelia uh, join us today. Um, and so uh, Amelia is both a, a, a branding uh, expert as well as graphic designer, as well as an illustrator, as well as a web designer. And I'm missing a bunch of other things, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but without uh, saying too much, I do want to just hand it over to you, Amelia and say, uh, number one, thank you for being here. Um, and number two, um, just tell us a little bit about who you are and the work that you do um, in your own words. Um, and so with that, I'm gonna hand it over to you. What do you do uh, in your own words? Awesome, thanks for that very flattering introduction. Um, and thank you so much for having me be on. I'm pretty that uh, I'm and a little intimidated by the, um, the people that came before me were just like amazing and such experts in their field. So I feel like I have so much to learn still because I'm young, but um, it has been really fun to see the origin of the Levco and um, be there alongside with you guys and kind of see it form to where it is now. Um, so who I am, I'm a freelance graphic and web designer. I started and went to school in Chicago, but now I um, outside of Philly area in Pennsylvania. Um, and so I've been freelancing since college and I just felt like it was a really good fit for my personality and the good, like I really enjoyed the flow of the schedule and just the freedom that it gave. So yeah, I've been freelancing with package design and web design and branding. And a lot of that has been with the Live Co too, which has been really, really fun and like Luke and I are genuinely great friends. So it's, it's like, do you want to work with your friends? Do you not? And it's just been, it's been so easy and this comes so naturally to work with you, Luke. And um, yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm always honored that you always invite your spaces. Well, the, the honor is both directions. Um, really, it, it's, it's a pleasure to work with you, but um, so, Let's go all the way to the sort of origin. And I always tell people that, like, uh, I, I want to know the story, but I kind of want to know, like, right before things start to uh, unfold for you. So you're doing design work now, but, but what was sort of before that? Was it, was it, how did you get interested in it? Um, so it takes to the beginning, but again, like a moment before the beginning where it starts to become like, I'm kind of interested in this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, like, honestly, all growing up in middle school and high school, 
<clears throat> I was really involved with like doing digital art uh, just on my free time, you know, like friends or family or whatever. And I just thought that was fun. And like, I was just terrible at it, doing it on like whatever was before Canva. I think it was called PicMonkey. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, around I honestly had no idea that it was actually a career that I could pursue. just kind of funny when you think about um, just like your realization of those things and what is actually feasible um, so I always did those things for fun and just did them naturally but always had in my mind that I would go to school for architecture and design hmm. so I did I went to school at Columbia College in Chicago and I started out majoring in architecture and design. And um, it was a lot of the, the first year was a lot of the, um, you know, basic classes of design. So kind of a little more general things like color theory and sketching. And, but then also some very specialty things. So in my first year, I took AutoCAD and manual drafting and I very quickly realized that that was not really where my passion lied within yeah. the actual architecture of things but more of the detail and color and layout and just all of the beauty and like the little details of things like that so um, with uh, a few mentors that helped me realize that I could actually shift to graphic design and um, even took on a minor in entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. it actually flowed well with the classes that I took. Um, that's when I started pursuing graphic design more seriously and yeah, been designing ever since then. That's amazing. So, I mean, it sounds like some of those conversations with your mentors were pretty formative. What did they, what did they say to you that made you want to shift gears and not sort of, keep following the direction of architecture and design? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it for me was just this m mindset of I had, I knew I was going to do architecture for, from like middle school and what middle schooler is like, yeah. magazines and like sketching floor plans. Like, yeah. so, it, and so I just always thought that that was like the path for me. Um, and so it, talking to, mentors at my school um it was a lot of just realizing that even though i wanted to be on this path it's fine to shift and it's even it's even great to shift because now you know from a little bit of experience um what's been flowing better with you and um so that really helped and also just the fact that a lot of my mentors or i'm sorry my professors at, at school were professors, but also currently in their fields, um, which is that I really appreciated about my school. Um, it really helped me to see kind of the, a little bit of the insight to the real life work that they do and like the inside of that. And so that really helped me to kind of make the shift. Man, that's so awesome that like you had folks around you who are willing to not necessarily dissuade you from where you were headed, but to sort of offer a more expansive view and folks who are also practitioners who are doing the work that you wanted to do um, and that they're saying there's there's more out there than just, you know, what you what you think. But that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Mm. 
so good. And it also speaks to how important mentors are and how when you come alongside someone, they probably don't even remember saying these things to you, but for you it was pretty formative. Um, and that's... Yeah, the term mentor always seems very intimidating to me. Like, oh, I need to find a mentor. Like, am I... Yeah of a mentor, but honestly, you don't realize that you have those mentors in real time and a look back and realize, oh, those are the people that were helpful and formative that kind of got me to where I was, which is pretty much everybody. Yeah, that's amazing. So when I think of, when I think of, you know, the digital space, it's, uh, it's a relatively new space, right? I mean, in the last 30 to 40 years, it's exploded. Um, and obviously, computers have been around longer than that. But um, in terms of digital design, that's a relatively new space. When you were sort of dabbling in this initially, um, were you at any point sort of like not certain that this is going to be a career for you? Or did you have any sort of like anxiety about how this isn't like a super established field um, or, or were you just like, no, like I'm for sure doing this? Um, like I said before, I, I truly didn't know up until, honestly, up until maybe in college, like how oh. feasible it could be for a career and how many directions that you could take and, yeah. and needed it is in a lot of different facets. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, growing up, I just didn't even think about it as something yeah. that work. It was always just, I'm doing this for fun, and then this is what uh, will be helping me with my career, which was going to be. Yeah. Um, and so it was really fun to kind of gradually get the realization of what yeah. I can do after college or during college. Yeah. And... Uh, in conjunction with what I was really passionate about too. Yeah. So um, I've got to imagine, and, and as a small business owner myself, like it's, it can be kind of lonely at times um, and can feel like you are just like on an island. And um, so I'm wondering, do you, do you ever feel that way? And like, how do you sort of cope with, you know, not having consistent work and, you know, maybe you need a big job right now, but then not having one for a couple of months. Um, how have you sort of coped with that sort of inconsistency and also like loneliness in some ways? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm such a homebody. So I always knew, uh, not always, but throughout my formative years in college, I knew that, that was going to kind of something that worked well with my uh, personality mm -hmm. style. Yeah. With Kind of the freelance life of working from home and kind of have having to pursue your own community in that way rather than going into somewhere physical um yeah. but yeah it, it certainly can be lonely sometimes and it, it also can be really refreshing sometimes <laughs> it just takes a lot of your own discipline i think to to have to outreach to people and you you know you have to uh, share work with your like in progress work with your friends say to say like mm -hmm. how do you think this is going because yeah. it's a different space than if you were maybe in an in, an agency or yeah. you know in a company where uh, you could just kind of have that sort of natural collaboration yeah. uh, I 
years, it has been naturally just kind of a little bit more lonely and, and less in, like one-on-one -on -one in person uh, meetups. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think the discipline of like trying to reach out to people that you respect and that you value their feedback from, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just kind of figuring out what works with your personality. So good. It's funny. I had a conversation a couple of like about a month ago, I guess, with uh, with a muralist, and she said the exact same thing. She was like, "You just gotta, you gotta get your." I don't think she used the term tribe, but like she's she's like, "You gotta have a couple of people that you trust and who are willing to say like, that's garbage, start over." Um, and also for for you to say the same thing back to folks. Um, and then to encourage them when they're uncertain about something and say, no, that's actually really awesome. Like you're, you're in the right direction. So that's so great. Yeah. Um, so all, along the same lines of, of those sort of moments of maybe loneliness or feeling sort of alone, what, what sort of, what keeps you inspired? What keeps you, uh, you know, going back to the, the, the computer, what keeps you excited about the next project? What are, what are the, what are the things you look to for, for inspiration? That's a good question. Um, as far as if I'm just really in a rut within one project, I find that I just need to step away and do something with my hands, kind of like any type of tactile thing. Um, I really, and I really like working with textiles, so like embroidery and punch needle, and those things that are so very physical help me to kind of disconnect from the digital mindset mm. that I and then when I come back I feel very refreshed and inspired um and not too bogged down by just yeah. looking screen all day so yeah. with my hands is really really helpful but then also as far as finding design inspiration um I really love looking at like the grocery store packages and we've talked about this before like going to Benny's <laughs> which I think is just a Midwest thing, uh, but like yes. a, a huge alcohol store. Um, and just kind of like looking at all of the beautiful wine and, and other bottles uh, is very inspiring. Even if it's mm -hmm. not particularly in package design, it always does really just inspire kind of the, the typography or the colors and everything like that. So then in those moments where you're feeling a little sort of down and you're like, all right, I need to step away from the desk for a minute. Uh, do you, do you like recenter your mind at all? Or is it just like, nope, I'm just done. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm going to make some bread or I'm going to, you know, go to the store and look at some labels or I'm going to, you know, punch needle for a bit. Like what is, where's your mind at in those, in those moments? It really varies depending on the project, at least for me. Um, it could go either way. I could either be really glued into a project and really have to pull myself away mm -hmm. and really convince myself that this will be better if I step away, yeah. like keep on trying and fail yeah. something. Um, and then other times it just comes a little more naturally and I just, you know, I've gotten a headache from looking at the computer screen. And so I'm just naturally in, I'm stepping away and doing something else. And honestly, if we're talking about bread baking, the if I have to work with the sourdough, then it kind of forces me to go somewhere. And <laughs> I have to, I have to kind of go along with my sourdough schedule. 
the, the, the bread's in charge. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, amazing. So in terms of, in terms of impact and the work that you do, um, tell us a little bit about what, what at the end of, at the end of your career, if you will have done X, Y, and Z in terms of impact, um, meaning, meaning not necessarily what you've done, but the sort of impact that you've made on people or the industry um, or your clients, what does that impact look like for you? Like, what is the thing that you want to be sort of known for in terms of your, your impact? It's a very good question. It's a very difficult question that I've been like trying to think through. And sometimes, sometimes I can kind of get those answers in my head. And also sometimes it sends me on a like yeah. existential crisis. Yeah. But very important question to like dwell on no matter what uh, field you're in, which I think is super important that you're asking. Um, I think for me, so many things. Um, I think to put it very simply, I hope that my work is inspiring other people to mm. do work and uh, do the most authentic portion of themselves that they can be. Mm. I really hope that at least for me throughout my work that I've can look back and I've done it uh, honestly and authentically to myself, which is quite hard as an artist. You're kind of forced to do those things uh, before you do the work of self-reflection. But looking back, I really hope that um, I'm just proud of the clients that I've done and the time that I've taken to do um, the specific jobs and the way that I've handled people and um, what I've prioritized along the way. That's, I mean, it's beautiful, right? And and I think that the the key there is not to have this, you know, perfectly packaged good to say, well, I want to have this, because as, as soon as you as soon as you explicitly say I want to do X, Y, or Z. Um, it can, in some ways, in my opinion, sort of block your your vision from from new ways of becoming, um, new ideas, and uh, maybe something you didn't see uh, until until recently. Um, and so I think I think it's like you said, it's important to know those things, important to have those purposes or sort of intentions set out, but to also be open to what might else what else might I. Um, learn and, and, and grow in and what other impact can I have so I, I don't think it's a problem to not have it perfectly buttoned up no and I for sure never will I have a, a slight crisis every year or so and <laughs> I think most designers uh, know that feeling too yeah yeah absolutely mm. oh man um, okay so let's talk a little bit about what does the last two years look like for you in terms of how has your like workflow changed or how has your um, business changed? Is there any, any key things that happened throughout the last two years that have been significant? Obviously COVID, but I, but I'm saying like, and what, what, what did, what did that really change for you? The last two years. So I only graduated college three here four years ago. Um, so I think the last two years have been a lot of me just under 
who I am and what I'm drawn to as a designer and trying to figure out what types of jobs I want to take on. Um, And so it's been a lot of just kind of refining that and self-reflecting on that. But also, um, I, I didn't realize, but my when I came out of college, I was very much in this headspace of um, like self-coding websites and web design and just kind of gradually learning kind of the different ways in which I can divert from that. Uh, for example, I've ended up taking a lot of illustration jobs that I, out of college, had no idea that I would call myself an illustrator mm. because it was very divided in college as far as like graphic illustration. So mm. last two years, it's been interesting to kind of see where that has taken me as far as um, taking on more illustration work and really enjoying it and wanting to kind of also implement that into uh, other jobs like packaging or web design. But mm. um, yeah, kind of that honing in on what I would like to specialize myself, um, but also trying to remind myself that I don't need to stay in a, in a specific box like that. Um, if I want to do something crazy, like if I want to do print design or package design or kind of anywhere that that graphic design can lend me um, to not try to keep myself in that one box for myself, which I really about graphic design, but also freelancing, um, all of that freedom of where I can kind of take those directions. So, I mean, it's so interesting, right? Because you hear, you hear both sides of folks saying like, you should, for lack of a better term, like niche down. And then other people saying you should for sure never niche down because you'll turn away work. And, uh, I don't know, it's, it's such a challenge, right? Because I think that that it's important to know yourself, like you like you said, and the sort of refining and self reflection is part of that, um, and yet leaving yourself open to new projects. Um, it's tough, right? It's tough to it's tough to know what should you niche down or should you be more open. Uh, it's it's hard. Definitely, there are there are definitely advantages and disadvantages of both, and. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm just terrible at keeping up with Instagram and and social media. And so uh, I think if I were more heavily trying to put out content, I would probably have better luck kind of niching down and finding kind of the internet. Um, But just because I'm I'm naturally very bad at it, thing I would like to work on, um, it, it does kind of being off of the social media a little bit more has kind of lent a little bit more openness to other types of mediums. Yeah, it's awesome. So let's imagine you are, well, I guess let's, let's not go back too far. Let's go back to your, right when your sort of mentors are sort of like, hey, like, you know you can do graphic design as a career and you're sort of shifting. Let's imagine that person, Amelia, what, I guess, middle of college time, um, and those conversations are happening, you're starting to think about potentially doing, um, not doing architecture, what sort of 
one or two nuggets would you would you tell Amelia back then uh, to sort of maybe protect her from uh, from a mistake or maybe something she should have gone in full bore beforehand? Um, what what nugget of knowledge, one or two nuggets, would you would you tell Amelia in the middle of college years? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Honestly, I don't have too much regret uh, kind of going through that process of, yeah. you know, going into college with one thing and then deciding to change it. Um, so in that way, I'm really thankful that Amelia kind of had to figure things out that way. Yeah. Um, but I think I would tell her to just keep designing, uh, yeah. whatever making, whether that's for you or for school or for your career. Um, I think I would definitely tell her to just keep making no matter, uh, what the end goal is for and to remember to yeah. just for yourself, because at the end of the day, you really need to love what you do uh, yeah. to feel fulfilled in it. Um, and it's just, it's quite easy in college to just only do the homework and only yeah. kind of think for your portfolio. So I think it's really important to set aside the time to just kind of do it for you. Hi, Camille. Thank you. Um, do it for you and uh, you'll all be better. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word for anybody who's not even going into graphic design. Just keep doing the thing that you love. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Good to see you, Dad. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see here. Um, last couple of questions here. What sort of books, and this doesn't have to be about design, doesn't have to be about, uh, you know, uh, illustration or anything really creative. It could just be a book you love, but... Any, any books or videos or podcasts that are, have been formative for you? That's a good question. Um, I have been really, really enjoying Adobe Lives lately. Hmm. Um, I think they're really engaging. If you've ever experienced Adobe Live, um, it's just different great people in their field kind of doing, you're watching their process. Hmm. Um, it's usually within design um, and they're using the different Adobe <laughs> softwares, but it's really, really important or helpful to see kind of each individual artist's uh, process and how they differ and kind of just um, gleaning from them because mm -hmm. there's just so much to learn and so many little shortcuts out there. Um, and so I've been really enjoying them and uh, to go even deeper, I've been really enjoying the Hoodspur design. Um, they're in California, and they're so creative. And it's two twin sisters that own the own the firm, and they're so creative. And um, yeah, I pull a lot of inspiration from them because uh, they often go towards the kind of retro mid-century vibe. And so um, I've been pulling a lot of inspiration from them. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Anything that you want to plug? Any any of your any of your businesses that you want to plug? Oh that's that's a good question. Uh so I mentioned before that I minored in entrepreneurship and so I have 
uh, so many business ideas in my mind and I'm also just terribly indecisive. So at one point I'm like always trying to figure out how I can sell something. Mm -hmm. um, Nathan, my husband and I really love woodworking. So that's something that we love, but I don't know if I have really anything to plug um, at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, honestly, I can't think of anything that I would want to plug. That's okay. Live <laughs> is something, but I'm not a part of that, or I'm not going to profit from that. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and if folks want to get in touch with you, um, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, this one at Amelia.Oiler at JPEG. Um, yeah, that's the best way, or maybe LinkedIn if it's a little bit more professional. But yeah, those two are good ways to find me. Amazing. I love it. I love it. Well, um, Amelia, I, uh, like I've, I've said many times before, such a fan of yours, and, uh, and regardless of the work you do, you're of so much value just for being, for being you, and appreciate you being here and sharing a bit about um, your story and the work that you do and the, the reason behind all of it and your becoming. So I do, I do really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for asking the questions. Of course. Well, hey there, it's Luke again. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and we hope that you're leaving with a sense of resonance, knowing, center, and reminding. But maybe this podcast brought up an idea or a thought or maybe a project you'd like to work together on. If that's the case, you can reach out to us on all the socials at the Levco, or if you'd rather send us an email, you can send us an email at thelevco at gmail.com. Last but not least, it would mean a lot to us if you'd go and leave a review and rating wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. It helps folks find us and helps more folks learn about the good work good folks are doing. As always, be well.